Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Sitting on the seat, not carrying the weight of one's body, makes bike riding something like swimming, something like flying. The saddle carries you along like water, like air. It's a saddle, but also the frame and the tyres and the compressed air in the tyres that give you wings. Still, the difference between cyclist and swimmer is that the cyclist, eyes open and hair flying in the wind, goes faster than a mere man, whereas the swimmer drags along, eyelids closed, ears plugged. The difference between bike and flight is that the bike is possible and flight isn't yet. old school but not that old school (laughs) good morning melbourne it's the arabug radio show here on 3cr streaming podcasting or listening to the tranny in the kitchen many thanks to amy goodman and democracy now and you know it's uh yesterday but happy birthday noam chomsky we've got a big show coming up today now if you think you're confused between east link Westgate Tunnel, Westgate Distributor, City Stink, Transurban, North East Link, or the Metropolitan Melbourne Metro. We'll be talking about the Melbourne Metro today with Jonathan. Jonathan from here. Melbourne Bug. Good morning, Jonathan. Great to be here, and great time to be on a bike in Melbourne. It is too. Those jacaranda trees and the elm trees and the Persian lilacs all out in bloom. A wonderful time to be riding a bike. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, girl. Nice ride in today. Gentle uh, tailwind. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a confused ride in, but I made it. There we go. <laughs> that song sounds like somebody waking up on Monday morning after a bad Christmas weekend. But anyway, <laughs> that move. Um, so we'll be mainly focusing on um, the tunnel, the um, Melbourne Metro project, with a particular emphasis on the uh, bike. What are we going to say? accessibility in all parts of it. We'll be touching on a bit of news and current affairs. Not really, but first off, we'll start with the bike moment. 
Jonathan, you've got something to share with us? I was cycling here this morning across Swans Street Bridge and I, I got caught in the, in the traffic and I peeked over the edge and there was a construction worker there chipping away and he said the shared path they reckon will be done by December. So <laughs> I said it is December, <laughs> but, but it's, it's very exciting. It looks like it's going to be opening soon. From the horse's mouth. And it looks, it, looks, it looks amazing too. I think it'll be a really good upgrade for people who want to, want to cross the river at that, at that point. Oh, yeah. We're, a- we're going to send you out with a microphone, Jonathan, touring the building sites <laughs> in Melbourne to find out the latest. <laughs> Hey, you don't need a PR machine in the government office. You just go to the go there, There's helicopters that tell people where the traffic jams are. We can <laughs> <laughs> live from the bike cam. <laughs> uh, bring on the drones. <laughs> Faith, yourself? Uh, my bike moment was just a, you know, you, you have those routes that you do so often on particular days and times that they're just, um, you do them by rote on autopilot without thinking. And I'd been telling someone yesterday how to get to Melbourne Museum. So it was only when I was halfway down Canning Street, not on my normal route to the radio station, (laughs) that I kind of looked around and thought, hang on, what am I doing here? So you're concentrating on that flying. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit I got halfway to work one Monday morning where I said I should have been here. (laughs) Halfway down Napier Street before I realised it. Oh, go back, go back, go back. (laughs) The um, we've had a uh, we've had the hottest November on record since 2009. Uh, 2009 was the hottest, so we're we're ramping up the temperature uh, here in Melbourne. But we've had a we've had this we've had all of no December's rain in the space of two weeks, and if you ride in Melbourne at some stage three or four times a year, you're going to get caught in the rain. Riding home the other day, it was so wet the water was running down my legs into my boots and then back out over the top. It was quite wonderful actually. <laughs> <laughs> and every day when I ride to work along the Capital City Trail, I turn around and take note of how many cyclists have gone over Nicholson Street. And one of those awful days, it was, I think it was 247, whereas it's usually about 1,400. Mm. So, you know, it was fun. It didn't last for <laughs> long, and I was going home to a warm shower, so all was well. <laughs> news, news and events. We've been following the, say, this, this is a great story. It's been going on and on. Anybody who's seen Icarus on um, Netflix will know where this story arc's got to, but in the last two weeks, two things have happened. Our uh, man, Grigory uh, Rodchenkovic, um, has handed in two handwritten diaries that he kept all the time. He was uh, the tester at um, the Moscow lab for testing drug samples. All written in a blue fountain pen. Waterman pen, they actually. It's been to analysis. <laughs> Interesting. Well, you can read them, actually. Interesting. The first thing he did every morning was take his blood pressure. So in one of the mm. top left-hand corner is his blood pressure at the start of the day. <laughs> And he goes on to document everything that went on. This came out about two and a half weeks ago. Then WADA has stepped it up again. And you'll notice that last week Russia has now got thrown out of the next Olympic Games. So it just keeps on giving. And interesting, I think Icarus, the lovely little documentary made by Brian Frugal, I think it was his name, is... um, a chance at an Academy Award for a documentary. So, 
Who said drug taking was ever out of date in sport? <laughs> <laughs> I find it hilarious that they actually did the analysis on what sort of pen he wrote it all in. <laughs> Things you need to know. He is still in protective custody in America. Yeah. 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 So it's um, the games haven't finished yet. Um, also in the news, unfortunately, uh, yesterday a cyclist was killed near Macedon. Um, on a road that two cyclists were also injured on earlier this year um, and a 23-year-old driver is in custody with police helping them with their inquiries. The cyclist was hit from behind and it was beautiful. Nine o'clock in the morning, I think Day. it was. Too. Yesterday. So very sad for um, their friends and family and everyone that's uh, going to affect. Also in the news... Um, and this may uh, feed into some of the things we talk about with Jonathan shortly. Uh, Australia's greenhouse gas emissions are the highest on record and this is primarily driven by transport. So that's something uh, um, we can uh, touch on. I won't go into the details here just for the sake of but time. But one, one of the points of that is that actually they've taken out the land clearing from that yep. figure. So. It's we got even. a free pass at Coado because we said we'd stop land clearing. But yes. actually, in Queensland, it's increasing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, big news for cyclists. The Australian magpie has been declared bird of the year by uh, Guardian <laughs> Australia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, the, I'm sure we'll all read that with some mixed feelings. It uh, beat the ibis and the laughing kookaburra. Also notable about the uh, um, survey this year was that there was actual hacking. There was a owl <laughs> voting <laughs> hack. <laughs> Some uh, strange voting overnight uh, early on in the survey, uh, and a big social push, social media push for Team Bin Chicken, which uh, didn't get the ibis over the line. Um, also notable, Abbott's booby. An endangered bird from Christmas Island only got about 234 votes, um, which might possibly be down to the success of the yes vote. Or, I don't know, something. <laughs> <laughs> too long a straw. Uh, poor Chris. Chris, if you're listening, I know you love magpies so much. I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure you're very pleased to uh, hear that our great Australian bird, we, who we share so much with, I mean, communal parenting, an ability to sing eight octaves, um, <laughs> anger management issues. Well, in a certain group, when protecting children, you know, yeah, you hang around yeah. a preschool long it's... enough, somebody's going to arrest you. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Poor old magpies. Now we'll be back with some serious traffic issues and a way that Melbourne's future is going to be, I don't know, how do we decide Melbourne's future? Men strike for Union busters are back on the docks, this time a company called ICTSI. A worker has been sacked for standing up to the bosses against bullying and harassment. A community assembly has come together to support the dock workers and have started a 24-hour protest. We are holding the line, but we need your help. Get down to 78 Web Dock Drive, Port Melbourne, and join the community assembly at any time of the day or night. For more information and details, 
Call Workers Solidarity on 0401 516 967. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on Melbourne's 3CR Community Radio. Uh, as Val mentioned, our studio guest today is Jonathan Nolan of Melbourne Bicycle User Group and also uh, Revitalised Sydney Road campaign. And Jonathan's uh, in the studio because there's quite a lot going on in Melbourne for mm. riders and uh, we're going to go through, I think, the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to start with? Well, I, I suppose Sydney Road is probably a good place to start. Um, this campaign on Sydney Road to have protected bike lanes has been going for two and a half years now, and we're just getting started. Um, I think some people thought we might go away, and we're only getting stronger. We we campaign on Sydney Road all the time. We talk to people on the street, and we take that campaign to government. And Vic Roads has been very responsive, and there there's a sense amongst the community and inside government that a big change on Sydney Road is possible. And so Vic Roads is consulting with the community and, uh, next year. And so we're really excited about that. And change is coming, so maintain your rage on Sydney Road. Well, it's a unique opportunity up there with the amount of um, car parking, which is usually the big sticking point, available behind and around the shops rather than just on the street in front of them. Yeah, you're right. Sydney Road has 3,000 car parks just in Brunswick alone. It's a it's a lot of car parking, and we think that if you removed the on-street parking, you could find room for even more off-street parking to yep. offset it. So we think that there's plenty of room for people to be able to drive to Sydney Road and park there, but also have safe bicycle lanes. Cool. Yeah. The closure of the upway bike path going to make uh, this easier to get through. <laughs> well, we're disappointed about the um, uphill bike path being closed, but it it looks like it's going to happen. It was supposed to happen last month, yep. and the la- the latest update we got is that no one knows when it's going to happen. So um, there's all sorts of rumours about the delay, and it, it's unclear. But um, we'll we'll let you know. We've got a Facebook revitalised Sydney Road. And if Upfield is going to be closed, well, you'll be the first to know if you like it on Facebook. There we go. I'm just sort of trying to insinuate it. If we, that's a pretty big, heavily used corridor. If that's closed for, was, I think the original thing is two or three years, isn't it? Yeah, I think 20 months yeah. is the, yeah, the plan. So the riders are going to go to Sydney Road, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that will sort of force the issue a little bit to realise, but... Really, all that we'll be doing is making Sydney Road look like what it will look like in 10 years anyway with yep. the volume of cyclists. Yeah. Well, and the other thing with the upfield, it's used quite heavily used by students at several of the schools along it. So there will be families who decide their kids can't ride to school mm. for that period. And, and then, you know, you've lost that momentum mm. um, and it becomes too hard. So it's, uh, yeah be good to see um, that resolved. And some more good news from down south, I think. City of Melbourne is <laughs> a, it's a vibrant bicycle hub where so many great things are happening and Melbourne City Council really needs to be congratulated. We, we almost feel like we're at a tipping point with Melbourne City Council where um, 
they're, they're really listening to what we're saying and we're getting some great outcomes. So the down the list, we've got the protected lanes on Albert Street are going all the way into the city. Um, finally, after that last block that was missing, mm. it's going to be finished. Um, there's also, in South Melbourne, a slew of bike lanes. Um, Melbourne Metro are building a protected bicycle lane on Moray Street in South Melbourne. Um, city of Melbourne are building one on South Bank Boulevard. Right. And there are also plans in the works for protected bike lanes on Kavanagh Street and City Road West. Um, not many people ride a bike in South Melbourne and in South Bank. The amount of cycling infrastructure that's going in right now, that, that might change very quickly. It's always been a bit of a problem, South Bank, hasn't it? Well, you could come in quite a long way from the south and then oh, you yeah. get these quite scary roads and it's that thing we always talk about that there's only a certain proportion of the population who are prepared to battle through something that looks so intimidating. Mm. Um, and this you can just add to the group of people willing to ride with mm. uh, the sort of infrastructure you're describing. Mm. And you can measure it. So we surveyed 50 residents of apartment block on Kavanagh Street to think about what type of bike lanes go in there. And when you show them a picture of Williams Street and a picture of Latrobe Street, people say the number one reason I don't ride my bike is because I'm too scared. And they say that they, when they look at that picture, they'd be 50% more likely to cycle on mm. the protected lane. And so these are, these are residents who want a bike lane out front of their house that's safe. And the, the, old, the old story about parking is, is changing quite quickly as people start to realise that the quality of the street that they live on is the most important factor to how they live their lives. Mm. And Melbourne City Council has been one of the, the councils that has started with, they call them civic juries, don't they? It was part of the... Remember the four choices for Swanson Street where people actually voted mm. about which sort of bike lanes wanted to go through? That was part of that whole plan about instead of actually just doing something, we'll get a... And it works by picking a group of random and then a couple of people interested in the thing and putting them together and working as a jury to do it. I think the biggest one that I can remember is they were going to sell their... Rubbish pickup trucks, Melbourne City Council. I think it's called Citywide. Citywide, mm. and they were going to privatise that. And they had a couple of civic juries, and they went through it, and they were surprised by the solutions that came out of those, and they didn't sell it. And it's like a lot of councils now are actually surveying, taking note of actually what people want. Well, mm. Melbourne used that participate platform for yeah a lot of feedback from different groups around. Uh, yeah, particularly the the parks division at City mm. of Melbourne are just yeah. fantastic. Um, they've put in a lot of parks recently. They, and with with each one, not only do they put it out to consultation, but the plans change dramatically after that consultation. Yeah. Um, which which is really great. It shows that City of Melbourne's really being responsive. Yeah. So let's then move on. <clears throat> Talking about plans and responsiveness up to the north of the CBD where there's going to be a lot of changes for cyclists with the development of the Melbourne Metro Tunnels stations. Mm. Um, maybe run through what some of those impacts yeah. will be. So around CBD North, which is Franklin Street and Swanston Street, and also around um, Parkville, which is Grattan Street and Royal Parade, the, there's going to be new train stations built there. And as part of that, 
the whole street is going to be dug up and it will be a construction site for many years. And Metro have just released about a week ago their plans for what they want the street to look like when they're done. So we're talking about in five years' time, what will Grattan Street look like, what will Royal Parade look like, and what will Franklin Street look like. And it's out for consultation now, but the plans that they've um, chosen at the moment we think aren't really good for bicycles. And so there's a really good opportunity for the community to step up and say that you have to prioritise bicycles as part of these station redevelopments. So if I'm someone who's used to coming down um, Royal Parade at the moment in the mornings and into the city, what, how will it look different to me in five years' time for, with the current proposal? So the big change on Royal Parade is that they want to narrow the bicycle lane at the intersection of Grattan Street. It's currently 1.8 metres and they want to make it 1.5 metres. Um, and the other big change is that if you, if you rode down Queensbury Street, we were told that they were narrowing the bicycle lane on Queensbury Street, but we'd get the benefit of a new bicycle lane on Grattan Street. Right. And so Grattan Street is supposed to be the new bicycle route through the city, which connects all the way through to Fitzroy along Moore Street. And, but the plan they've released has very um, bad bicycle lanes. They're, they're wide, 1.8 metres, but you have to um, deal with door zones and you have to interact with um, lots of buses who cross your path as, as they stop. So mm. it, it's a bit of a war zone under their plans with bikes pitted against every other mode of transport. And what we recommend is that they put in protected bicycle lanes. Well, you'd think if you're digging up the entire road space, this is the perfect opportunity. And especially in those areas where with the university and the hospitals, I mean, these are hubs of bicycle transport use. And if those people are forced to jump on trams in peak hour or mm. cars, um, they're, which are already congested, I mean, this is the opportunity to fix it. Yeah. I think the important thing is to tell Metro that paint bike lanes don't work and that we need protected bicycle lanes. And now's the opportunity, and we can have a big effect right now if everyone goes and and tells Metro that we want protected bicycle lanes. And there is an opportunity because it's all... They they can put out the street whichever way they like, um, that they can put in the best possible bicycle lanes, but they have to know that that's what the community wants. Yeah, and so we have until Friday to get those responses in. Um, we'll put a link up with the podcast, but where do people, what, what yeah. would they Google if they want to find? So if you Google Melbourne Metro Have Your Say, um, so that's Melbourne Metro Have Your Say, the first result will be a, a, a link you can click on and you can click click and submit that you want protected bicycle lanes for Parkville, CBD North and Arden as well. And take a look at all their proposed plans for um, those stations because they... Uh, we're, that's five years. So we're going to have a lot of disruption to your bike route if you use those routes anyway. And then at the end of it, you're looking at, um, you know, a route that's possibly not Which, as good as what you have now. Have. And most of us are probably hoping in five years' time that everything will have improved a bit more. Hmm. Jonathan, I assume the pedestrian traffic around the train stations will jump by ten times. Yeah, so... there. 
especially in CBD North, there is a little bit of competing space with pedestrians, but the the lanes they've put in are one point eight meters, which yeah. is actually quite wide. And so, if 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 a one point eight meter lane was protected, instead of it being an Uber drop off zone, yep. it would be a bicycle lane that yep. could be used by bicycles. So. We don't think that you have to take any space from pedestrians in order to have protected bike lanes on these routes. Uh, what I'm suggesting that it'll be a mix of a lot more pedestrians, the same amount of cyclists or more cyclists, and probably the same amount, if not more, cars. Yeah, and they the the roads have been narrowed, so they're taking one lane of traffic away from Grattan Street, um, and Franklin Street is a lot less space for cars than it is now, yeah. and. There, a lot of that space is going to pedestrians, and some of it's going to bicycles. It just needs to go to bicycles in a protected manner. Yeah. So it's the quality of the space allocated. No. And you're right; if it's not protected, it does just become uh, the uh, drop-off no. zone that you know we're all used to. There's no. How do we? I'm asking this out of thin air. I mean, I know as you're saying, I pay either paint a line on the road or actually build something I can ride with my eight-year-old daughter along. Hmm. Where do how do people choose? No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to paint a line. So I think the guidelines traditionally in Australia were really far behind. Um, They there wasn't really an understanding of the benefit of protection. But what happens? What's happened in the last year is that Vic Roads have released their design guidelines for strategically important cycling routes, and they say clearly that wherever possible you should have protected bicycle lanes. And I think what's happening now is that the um, road engineering community is only just catching up with the guidelines. And so a big part of what we do at Melbourne Bicycle Users Group is to open up the Vic Roads guidelines and say, you you have to follow them. They're They're the new standard. Mm. What's the uh, mandatory width of a bike lane? The Vic Road guidelines for a protected path say 1.5 metre minimum, but very, very few people are making lanes narrower than 1.8. I mean, if take a metre for the door zone and take a half a metre for the car going past you, you're in... Anyway. Yeah, so that well, that'd be for a protected lane, yep. not yeah. including the doors, doors. and everything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And you need to be able to ride alongside children and yeah, yeah, and yeah, other yeah, cyclists. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, lots going on in Melbourne, um, and it is a really important time to have your say. Um, as Jonathan's pointed out, Melbourne Metro have put out their plans and maybe without being fully across the guidelines from Vic Roads and if they get the feedback from cyclists about uh, what they do need to make their commute or trips safe, then um, hopefully they can take that on board. We'll put a link up to uh, those surveys and um, you'll be able to click on that or, as Jonathan said, Google Melbourne Metro have your say. Thank you very much for coming to the studio, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all we have time for today. Um, have you got any events coming up, Val? Um, not really, not mm. particularly. No. Christmas is coming up. I'm getting ready for that. So that I'm oh, sorry, the Great Saturnalia Pagan Festival. <laughs> um, I think it's the last quarter today, so full moon. Anyway, yes, I'm looking forward to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that lovely period in Melbourne where everybody goes away between Christmas and New Year, mm. and you can ride a bike 
anywhere in Melbourne. Nobody will toot your horn. No car will come up your bum at the green at the red light in the bike zone. All those things will disappear. (laughs) And that's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show on 3CR, which relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. So if you can subscribe or make a donation, you can do that at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. Coming up next is Jailbreak. Jailbreak, sorry. But we can say what we've seen and we're not little children and we know what we want and the future is certain. Give us time to work it out. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.